Well, that confused him to play with him. He was thinking gold. Now there's a super bowl for that reason. The end of the football season. So the second year in a row, we have a host city with a host team. Last year it was Tampa. This year, Los Angeles. The last meeting. So, which team are you rooting for in the, in the Super Bowl? So the team I am rooting for is the Cincinnati Bengals. Do I think they will win? No. But I am rooting for the Bengals. Yeah, me too. And I feel the same way. Well, they have been to the Super Bowl with Joe Montana. That's right. It's been a little while. It's been a long time, and they did not win that Super Bowl, as famously everyone knows. So, Yep. Up until recently, it was the most famous Super Bowl drive ever. That's right. That was, uh, I think they just called it the drive, right? Yeah. Yeah, they just called it the drive. The Montana scooter, John Taylor and the end zone, and that was it for that. I'm really I don't. I'm kind of hoping they'll win because this city deserves a championship. And think about what Los Angeles has done in the last 10 or so years. The hockey team has won twice. Kenya LA went to the World Series a couple of times. They won it in 2020. Yeah, they won one. They went two other times against the Astros and the Red Sox. Or as you like to say, Julian, one. Because you don't believe you believe there's an asterisk behind that season. Yeah, I don't I don't believe that you won that one differently. But that's not the story. Boat of view. I'm rooting for the Bengals, but I don't know that they're going to pull it off. Then again, they, they have Joe Burrow, and he did a practice showing part of the reason that I'm hopeful for Cincinnati this year is uh, they did just pick out Kansas City. In they Kansas did, and, City, and, and that's pretty hard to do. Absolutely. The, uh, the Chiefs had that game in the bag, and that was a colossal choke, but Joe Burrow does have something that a lot of quarterbacks don't, and that's just hit factor. He knows how to win games in close situations. I mean, he's a national champion. He's made it to the Super Bowl in his second season. You don't really see that very much in quarterbacks, so there's something different about Joe Burrow for sure. So if, if anything, if, if I will say I would not be completely stunned if the Bengals won this game just because of Joe Burrow, but I still think the Rams are the better team. I believe so too. They have uh, better weapons. They have Cooper Cup, Matthew Stafford after the I didn't really expect much out of Matthew Stafford, but he managed to take down Tom Brady, and that's a pretty hard thing to do. Absolutely, and you know, if it weren't for a cornerback blitz on the, one of the final plays of the game, I think the, the Bucks could have pulled that game out. So it was more of... Go ahead. No, you go ahead. I do believe, I do believe they could have pulled that off. It's not for the blitz that you've done at the end of the game and the interception and that big key interception that right. Brady threw. And it can be really weird if you were hit, you retired. And I put that big hit because he probably doesn't do a thing like Brett Favre, he retired and came back and retired and came back. I, I hope he doesn't do that as well, but it's already turning out to be that way, I think. It just I, he, He's not really closing the door at all, and it's been, what, 10 days since he's retired? Yeah, it hasn't been very long at all. 
I don't like the fact that he's already backtracking. To me, it's just he's setting up for this massive return, but nobody really cares that much, to be honest. I mean, he, he is great, he's the greatest quarterback of all time, but here's the thing. If you wanted to stay around, you should have just stick, stuck around. Yeah, you should find a contract with the team. Uh, I'm of the opinion that he should he should sign a one-day contract to return to New England where he started because it makes no sense to go for 20 years here. Leave for two years and then retire somewhere else. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's really his fault. I don't think that's really his fault because the Patriots lowballed him and he wanted his money. And so I think it's more on the Patriots um, if he doesn't come back and sign that one-day contract because, oh, you wanted to you want to sign me to a contract now? What happened to two years ago? You know, to to actually retire as a Patriot when the Patriots no, didn't want to sign he, him. He didn't want to go back. It was quite clear right. after the 2019 loss to Tennessee in the wild card. Who fairly clear he got? Yeah, he was done because the Patriots gave him a poor offer. There was no talent coming in. They didn't give him any wide receivers. I mean, there's a lot of reasons as to why he wanted to leave. Brady yeah, was no, more, I, more so pushed out. I mean, he was offered, uh, I believe it was two years at $14 million a year, which he got $25 million a year in Tampa Bay, so it's not much of a choice, really. No. Well, that was when it comes to the end of his uh, Patriot tenure here, 20 years. I said, you know, we should have won that game there. If we had won the Super Bowl, I firmly believe he would have retired then. Because possible four, he would have he would have been down after that. There's no way that will ever happen again. No. And they had opportunities to win that game he against has, the Titans as well. He has more Super Bowl wins than any other franchise. That's Garrett, including mm-hmm. the Patriots, the 49ers, the Cowboys, they won a lot. The Steelers, Steelers. Steelers yep. have decked. Between the 70s and the 2000s, they have decked. That's right. So, it's wild that no team before last year hosted, and now it's happening in consecutive years. Uh, we also have a first-time Super Bowl referee. Who is the referee? Ronald Corbett. Okay. Ronald Corbett um, has never done the Super Bowl. Better than uh, Sean Hockey, I'll tell you that. Yeah, he takes after his dad. That's another story. Yeah, he does. Man, did his father push him to go into lawyering? I'm sure he did. And you know what? He Sean Hockey is a worse referee than his, his father. At least his father was a good rep. I thought he was annoying, but I thought he was a good rep. He was, yeah, he was, he was annoying. He, he would have been great for people who just started to watch football maybe a year exactly. experience he every, has seen everything like we have but for those people he explained everything 15 years oh, I think offense was 71 that's when he comes over the line before yeah. I think uh, I think there was a video where he was literally explaining something for a good minute Oh, he did that for the 49ers game in the 2012 That's right. You know, That's what, what it was. Where we yep. Played. Yep. However. Yeah. However. And he goes put his hand up. Yeah. Hang on. So they yeah. Wait a minute. Yeah. 
Yep, he's like controlling the crowd. Funny. Yeah, there is there is a compilation of the weird the weird speeches he's given. But here's a first. CBS Sports going back to the Super Bowl. The Rams have been to the Super Bowl in five separate decades. Yeah, that's that's crazy. And here's the thing too. The Rams have been moving around back and forth, back and forth for the, pretty much their entire existence. I mean, they've gone from L.A. to St. Louis, back to L.A. They've been everywhere else on the map, and they're a pretty successful franchise. It's weird how they can't stick. Yeah, they've, they've done well, just not well enough to stay in Super Bowl and just find a home. <laughs> I wish that they had stayed in St. Louis. It's more fun to say St. Louis Lab. Because there are already too many teams in California. Just I counting, agree with you. Just counting the NFL. There's Los Angeles, Los Angeles, mm-hmm. San Francisco. <laughs> There's enough teams in Los, in uh, California to almost fill an entire division. I almost said Oakland, but then I just remembered, nope, not Oakland. Yeah, not anymore. If it were before 2020, yes, it would be Oakland. That would be enough for the whole... Uh, division. Yep. So I was happy that the Raiders moved out of uh, California and into yeah. Vegas. And I enjoyed that. I like this stadium. We're going to be playing there next That's year, right. presumably, provided that we aren't sent to Germany for that game. Oh, is there rumors that they're going to go to Germany for that game? Yeah, no, there's not. We know we're playing in Germany next year. We've done that for a couple of years. They've set that up years in advance. But they haven't told us the opponent yet. Gotcha. I said my only hope is that it won't be the Raiders. I want to play in their stadium. Allegiant Stadium. I don't think they'll take away revenue from Vegas just because there's a ton of revenue to be had there. So they'll probably put like the Jets there. (laughs) Well, (laughs) New York is a trash fire. really is. They've tried yeah. a lot down in Jacksonville, and then that won't Yeah. Yep. I just hope we can find a formula like uh, Buffalo. Buffalo's going to stick around for a little while. Yeah, it's well, cool. when you have probably one of the best quarterbacks in the league, it makes it easy. Yeah. Now, the tomatoes, you know, Trevor Lawrence is supposed to be the next Peyton Manning. And he he still could be. League. He went into the league and finished, what, 3 and 14? Yeah, well, look at Peyton Manning's first year. He was very, very bad. I think he had 25 interceptions. <laughs> yeah, it was not, it was not good. I'm yeah, and hoping, I think they won one game. I'm just hoping that I'm right, honestly, and that they don't win. That they don't go off on a tear through the AFC South. You don't want the, you don't want the Jaguars to be good? No, Right. No, I mean you're right. He had, he had a pretty bad year, but also let's think about it. I mean they they had a very, I mean their 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 head coach was a clown. Urban Meyer is a clown. Yeah, and uh, look at uh, 1998. The number two pick was uh, Ryan Lee. You had somebody who was Ryan Lee. 
They don't know who Brian Leaf is. Nope. He was uh, very much not good. And there was debate going into that draft. Do we take Brian Leaf or do we take Peyton Manning? And it's funny to think about now. You don't have to be an NFL historian and or coach the NFL history to find Ryan Leaf. But yeah. Peyton Manning, you look at him up to me everywhere. Yeah, he, you, Peyton Manning, the average citizen knows who that is. They don't even have to watch football just because he's all over the place. The average citizen knows who Tom Brady and Brett Bye-bye, too. Absolutely. And Eli. Well, if he wasn't famous before Super Bowl 42, he definitely was after. Yes, he was. Let's see. Did the other team make good hire that when they lost Do you think I've been following? I've been following this. Uh, ever since the NFL ended. So, Julian, I don't know. It's it's hard to tell because a lot of them are first-time head coaches, so it's hard for me to assess who was a good hire. I will say that I think Brian Dayball is a good coach. I think that he was a very good offensive coordinator for the Bills, and I think he's set up to be a pretty good coach over in New, in New York, but also we're, th- we're talking about the Giants, so who knows? Matt Eberflus for Chicago? No idea. I heard that. I heard his press conference, and he seems like a very rah-rah type of guy. Like the like, basically the Joe Judge of the new draft or the new coaching coaching class. So we'll see if that works out for the Bears. I mean, it's a lot of them are first-time head coaches besides Lovey Smith, who is over in Houston. I would if. if if I was, had, uh, excuse me. If I was a general manager, I would have taken Brian Flores in a second. And I know that he has that lawsuit now with the NFL, so that kind of muddles things. But I still would have had Brian Flores as my number one option going into the coaching pool. Mm-hmm. They have, let's see, this is from Pro Football Network. The team could have already hired head coaches. Um, Already hired head coaches. Uh, Dennis Allen hired by New Orleans. That's right. He was an offensive coordinator, I believe. Yes, he was uh, defensive coordinator actually for the New Orleans. For the Saints, right? Matt Brian Dayball was an offensive coordinator in Buffalo. Yep, he was very good. Yeah, Matt Everflick, you already said, was hired by Chicago. Yeah, I don't know Nathan- what he was. Nathaniel Hackett was right. Hackett's offensive coordinator. He's now in Denver. That's right. And there's rumors that um, Aaron Rodgers is going to follow him to Denver. We'll see if that's true. I didn't know that Champ, Champ Kelly. Oh, I misread that. I thought it said Champ Bailey. Ryan Pohl was hired as a chief director of personnel he was hired by Chicago wasn't he um I do not know I'll let, oh yes I yes he, I think he's the GM over there right they have yeah. a new regime they have like a and completely new regime over there yeah, but the, uh, the Giants took a lot 
lot of Mills representatives. I don't know what that means, but um, they, they liked they, Joe Shane was the one that hired Brian Dayball, obviously both from Buffalo. So Buffalo, I don't know why they're letting people go in Buffalo. Buffalo were the maze. I know. Unfortunately, there's not much you can do about it. Um, like, hey, Patriots, Josh McDaniels. I mean, he just left. I mean, we went he's to Las Vegas. Yeah, and he took a, he took the wide receiver coach from us and someone the offensive line coach as well. So yeah, team is gonna look very different this year. The coaching staff is gonna look very different next year. The year we build around Joe. And they took back Joe Judge as an offensive coordinator, which makes yeah, no sense are. in the yeah. world. <clears throat> I mean, the Giants were quarterback sneaking on third and nine, and I'm not kidding. Third and nine, they were quarterback sneak, and now they have Joe Judge for offensive coordinator. They finished four and thirteen. I think you can't believe it. Yeah, that's that's valid. Yep. Yeah. The <laughs> Giants have not been good for a decade. Yeah, I remember the first Giants. I remember watching was when they were shut out in the 05 playoff by the Panthers. Panthers. One three Yep. yep, Eli Manning. That was his first career uh, playoff game, and it was a dud. Took a couple tries, though, because he lost the year after the Eagles in overtime, 23 20, in the wild card round. Yeah, but then he pulled off the biggest up that was in Yeah. So, something you don't like to talk about here. But, <laughs> unfortunately, Things like that happen, you have to talk about it. <laughs> exactly. Things happen. The Bruins have been kind of going down like flies. They won against Ottawa. They won two to nothing. Which, Very boring game. <laughs> yeah, it was an extremely boring game. Yeah. Um but that's a good thing because you know what? The way that they have been playing recently has been very not boring in a bad way. They have been giving up a million goals. Their defense has looked awful. Their goaltending has been just as bad. That game against Pittsburgh, they had a very good start. They went up 2-0. At the end of the first period, you're thinking, all right, well, it's, it's only a matter of time to make it 3 nothing, maybe 4 nothing. And then there's a terrible turnover, turnover in the neutral zone. Leads to a goal for Danton Heinen, cuts the lead to 2-1, and the rest is history because the Penguins did not look back from that point. Yeah, let's see. Felder, and I know we're not going to like these, some of the losses We've had in the last month. Mm-hmm. Uh, 7-1 to the Hurricanes on their season. Yep. That was an ugly one. Yeah, they, um, they cannot compete against the Hurricanes at this point. No, the Hurricanes, uh, I see them winning a couple of I agree with you. They blew, they blew that lead in Colorado and lost in overtime. That was a very but frustrating I, game. I watched that one here too. I didn't watch that one. I stayed up till one in the morning for that one. Yeah, it would have been very hard for me to be asleep watching that one. I I know you said that. It took me a very long time to fall asleep because I was very angry with them. They had the the game in their wrath. Yeah, they did. They were. it looked like they were going to win that game, and they were hanging out for dear life at one point. And you can't do that against very good hockey teams. They've been doing it for years. I don't know what it is about them. And just the fact that they like to pack it in when they have a one-goal lead. It, just, it doesn't make sense that they've been doing it for years. Yeah, 
And then two weeks ago, they got killed by the dogs. They lost 6-1 in Dallas. Mm-hmm. And then the one on Thursday, 6 nothing lost on full might. I yeah, can't believe so, that that many people were left to stand after that. that I agree. awful. And so what I've seen from the Bruins this year, injuries or not, is when they play bad teams, they win. And they're good. They look like they're a playoff team. And then when they play teams that are in the playoffs, it doesn't even look like they can compete. It really doesn't. Yep. Well, that's been the yeah, it's pretty opposite. This, this year for the Bruins, it's, I would say it's opposite. When they play the teams like the Sabres, they play the teams like Ottawa last night, Islanders, bad teams, they'll beat up on them. They'll win 4-5-1, and it looks like, okay, well, Pasternak had two goals. Here we go. Like We're going to go on a run. And then they come back. Wow. Yeah, when they play a good team. If they play, I don't know, Carolina, they'll lose by six goals. If they play yeah. Colorado, they'll have a lead and then pack it in. And then when Colorado takes it to them, it doesn't even look like they should be on the ice with them. No. Austin Watson was suspended two games. This is from Sportsnet Canada. Was, in, was hit on Jack Shaw. Yeah, so I didn't get to catch the hit. I didn't see much of the game yesterday. Um, but I did hear is is Ashan okay? Do we know or no? Well, I can look at that, but the other the other one was just reprehensible. The one in the last game, the Seattle game, but mm-hmm. he was boarded. He got his head hit into the board. And who was that? Ma- Zaboro? No, not Zaboro. Um, yeah, But no, I think it was Zaboro. And uh, they called a five-minute major penalty and reviewed it and cut it down to two. Yeah, there was no guy, reason to cut it back down. With him, with him going on the ice, I was kind of amazed he got up. Yeah, and he has concussion history, Buckeninen. And the fact that he gets another concussion, I mean, much like Bergeron, very bad, not good. Yeah, and that thing with Bergeron, that, that guy should have been talked out of the game. Shame he wasn't. Sidney Crosby? Yeah. But, you know, Sidney Crosby, you're not. Yeah, well, gonna, the superstars get that treatment. Yeah. If you're not going to throw Meshkin up what he did last year, you're not going to throw Crosby up to that. Exactly. And we haven't even talked about the Marshawn suspension yet. So, I mean, we have, oh, very, no, no, no. We have a bunch of injuries and, and a suspension to deal with right now. Oh. We'll get to the belief in the Marshawn thing. And the compound matter, let's go over the minor league for a second. Providence got destroyed against the Springfield and the Thunderbirds, 5-1. to one. Well, we know the talent pool right now for the for the young players in Boston. It's not looking too bright right now, besides Fabian Lysel, who's not even in Providence. He is, I believe, in the World Juniors. So. Yeah, he's not even, he's not even up that high. So, but I guess he's. We'll get, I guess he is a highly touted goal scorer. So we'll see. Maybe one day he can play on our first or second line. Um, we talked about the world over there. Over the court there. But last retired what, this year, last this week or last week. That um, he retired the day of the Pittsburgh game. So whatever day that was. So whatever day that was. That was the last week. 
Yeah, last Tuesday. We retired. And, uh, it was open. Yes. We had some good, uh, days from the county. That was the most of the fun. So... The only mistake I remember was Thomas Remember, he asked them to check in the goal in the shootout, like, yes. 13 years ago. A long, long time ago. So what I will say about Tuka Rask is he was one of the most fundamentally sound goaltenders you can ask for. The reason why he made the game look so easy was because he was always in position. And so when goals would go by him, it would look like, all right, well, why did this guy not save that puck? Well, he's always been so consistent that you had kind of just expected him to make those saves. Tuka Rask, I think, is third all-time in save percentage ever behind Ken Dryden and Dominic Hashik. And so in terms of consistency, he's a top three goaltender ever. And then when you look at his playoff statistics, people like to say that he is a playoff choker. People blame game six Chicago on him. People blame game seven St. Louis on him. That's not fair. No, you when don't blame. Go ahead. You blame. We shouldn't have even. I don't blame uh, game seven and St. Again, St. Louis on him. They shouldn't even have to play that long. It doesn't really story. I agree with you. And if, but with Rask, I believe his all-time save percentage, if I remember correctly, in the conference final and the Stanley Cup final combined, is nine forty-one. And yeah, for people who may not, good. and people for people who may not know that, that's saving the puck ninety-four percent of the time. I mean, and that's, and that's amazing. No, I really thought we were going to end up playing Dallas in that final. But yeah. St. Louis won the last game in overtime, so mm-hmm. we ended up playing in St. Louis. I, right. thought we were, I thought we were so done after game five. Gonna get yeah, well, we were, really. Yeah. 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 So we gave us a little bit of hope we won 5-1 out there in game six before the seventh game. But then we just didn't show up. No, we did not. We had a million chances to score and could not. And so when St. Louis scored the first and second goal. Yeah, pretty much. So now we do get this five shot. I do believe the referee is right to call Agreed. Here's what you do not do in a professional game. You don't do it ever. No, not ever. Goalies are goalies are forbidden territory. To swing at a goaltender and actually connect with them. I mean, he, he threw a right at the, at the goalie's chin. And so, would it have, would it have caused an injury? No, he's not going to get hurt from it. But the fact that he the fact that he sucker punched the goaltender, he is worthy in itself of a suspension. Six games? No, I disagree with six games. I would have done. I would have given him three or four games. Right, but. I knew yeah, that my brother was watching that game. And I thought we did. But the problem is, he already got a three game suspension this year for Snooper. And so the standard was already set. And, it, it, the, and I'm sure the NHL player safety looked at that and said, all right, well, we, he's already been suspended once for three games. We got to kind of up the ante here a little bit. And so they, they obviously went with six games in which Marchand is appealing right now. So we'll see what happens with that. So if he is appealing, why isn't he playing? I thought if you appeal the suspension, you got to play one with the suspension. Yeah, so I think he is a- 
appealing today. I think today is the first day that he's officially appealed. And I think the problem with that, even if he did appeal yesterday, was the travel to Canada and all that stuff. Well, yeah, but we've already lost a couple of games. We can't afford to lose any more bodies. We've lost Bashan, we've lost Bergeron. We have, we have- Grizzlick was hurt. Yep, Grizzlick. Vakaninen. Yeah, I know. Grizzlick was, that was hard to watch too. Mm-hmm. Was John Moore to injured too? Don't remember if he was injured, but uh, Matt Grizzlick, I'm surprised he didn't break anything. Did he break anything? No, I. He was day to day, so I don't even know if he played yeah, Terry, to be honest. I'm quite surprised that he didn't tear it. That's what I thought he was going to do. Me too. Because I was looking at that leg and I was waiting to see if uh, the shin flexed or knee flexed the wrong way. Right. In which case, we would have known, we would have known he was over. Mm-hmm. There's only one player I remember tearing an ACL who was in a Bruins game. Alexi Yemlin, I remember that. Yeah. It was a hit yeah, on Lucic. Yeah, we have uh, two more things to deal with down there in the MLB. And I know this is going to be a little hard to talk about. Uh, the Universal DH was approved this week. And I'm, I'm really happy about that. I have, I have no interest in watching the pitchers back. People want No, to it takes away from the game. No, people. It takes away from the game. I will say in the rare. Sorry, Julian. Go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I, I was, was going to say, in the rare case when a pitcher hits a home run, it, it's exciting, but there's too much there's there's too much time in between that, and there's way too many strikeouts, and it's a guaranteed out basically. And so yeah, well, you, they want to talk about making game one exciting. This is step one. You're getting yeah. You're watching the the uh, pitcher by the bat is the most painful thing you could possibly do. I agree. I would rather sit to a two-hour main delay than watch a pitcher back. I agree with you. And here's the thing. The argument against why pitchers should bat, or the argument for why pitchers should bat, I should say, is, oh, well, it makes it, it makes managers more valuable. Nobody goes to the ballpark to see a manager manage. Nobody cares about the manager. Who cares? No. You don't even notice him. If you're on a baseball game, you don't even notice him. No, and so it doesn't. That doesn't matter at all. And managers make the game harder and hard enough as it. Yeah, and really, why didn't they think of the universe I don't know, in 2009, or I don't know, 1970. <laughs> well, there's that too. But <laughs> I'm talking about in my lifetime. I've been watching the game because I started off watching both. You know what I mean? And I didn't really start watching religiously until I was in my late teens or early twenties. I didn't Mm -hmm. start watching religiously. Right. And it was very hard to watch the pitches pass. They looked silly. Might as well just be in a catch and walk. You're wearing a coat on the bases. You have no right to be on the bases. No. You just sit there while you're holding, while you're batting. Why don't they just let him go to the bullpen? I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, the last one, and I know this is gonna be hard. Manfred 
is now hopeful for a full season. Should we be? I don't think so. Because no. the training is supposed to start like tomorrow. Is that the case, Julian? Wow, that's depressing to hear. Yeah. That is depressing to hear. So, back in 2020, we had this later flavor because you know, pitch players on this play about uh, eight for a certain amount of games. Clearly, we weren't going to play that amount of games. And I think it's really hard to you know, call the beginning of the So, I would have been happy. Absolutely. It was, it was both but, at fault. It was, they were both at fault. They're both at fault this time around, too. Yeah, we have. If they had started on Memorial Day like I wanted, because we knew that was not going to start in two weeks, because we didn't know what to do with COVID. But if you had gotten to May 25th, let's say, played 140 games, I wouldn't think that I would put an athlete on 140 games because they used to be 140 games and there still is the minor league. And they knew that after 2021 season, we were going to have an expired CBA. They should have been working on it. Instead of, uh, if the staff in the World Series was over, they should have gone to the bargaining table. I agree. Man, Manfred should have gotten the owners together and talked about it. They had all went to the deal with it. They sat on it for two months, and here we are. And I seriously, I hope that we can start by mid-May. Because it's very clear that we are not starting on time, on May, on March 30th. I would be very surprised, Julian. I think that there's just too much of a disconnect between the players and the owners. And the arbitrators aren't even good to begin with. I know that Scott Boris represents some of uh, the players, maybe, and he likes to get every single dime out of everything. So it's going to take a, well, while, a long time. Yeah, well, I don't even know what the right is. Have you seen the MLB webpage? What's the lockout went into effect in December. In December, have you seen the MLB webpage? It's so hard there's nothing there because they're not allowed to post about their players. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, well, they're on a lockout. I'm going to share the screen here with you, but I don't know that I can. But if you want to go um, and look at the uh, MLB webpage. Yeah, I'll check it out when we're, uh, yeah. we're when we're finished with this. Yeah, I'll check it out. Because there was they're talking about the four key uh, issues in the proposal, a lot of stuff about the Negro League, a lot of stuff about stuff that was ages ago. Right. Like a Kansas City player who doubled as a baseball player. Yeah. Bo Jackson, we knew. Bo Jackson, we knew, played two sports. Yep. That was in the 80s. And there's nothing about any of the players because they're not allowed to use their name without a CBA. Wow. And they have, and they're going to have some serious problems because they're amazing because they were so worried about revenue. The ironic thing is they were so worried about revenue after 2020 because there was no one in attendance and that was in order. And there's no word about revenue if they're willing to delay the season and alienate people further from baseball. 
If I have to wait four months, I will, but I don't know how many people are like me. I will wait four months. You're right. You're right. And also another thing about not being able to mention the players' names. The MLB is trying really hard right now to market the players. They need to because it's, they're not really garnering a lot of national interest, but they finally have likable names. Fernando Tatis comes to mind. Shohei Otani comes to mind. I mean, oh, yeah, so there's a lot of them. And so not being able to mention their names right now is, is, a, is a problem because the people who finally started to gain interest, the young kids in Otani and in, in, in Tatis, they're not going to hear about them for a long time. And they, they may just move on to other sports and other likable characters, likable players, like Steph Curry, like Kevin Durant, like Joe Burrow, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, I know. I don't understand it. I really don't. They're just the money. Ironically, Thomas Plumlee and all the money they're losing. Absolutely. And you know what? They lost a lot of money in 2020, and they're going to lose even more now, and that's why I think the owners may be a little bit more desperate than the players at this point. Yeah, Which right. may be a good thing for the MLB, by the way. Yeah, that may be a good thing. Because what I'm hoping for is somebody who's going to watch I'm hoping this is 2020. Because unlike in 2020, Manfred can't just order a season. You know, he could... He said, in essence, we're going to have a season. I'm going to put my foot down so we don't lose more games. He can't do that in a lockout. And now we've seen three leagues locked down in our election. We had the NFL in 2011, the NHL in 2012, and now the MLB here in 2022. And the, the NFL had time to... The NFL closed the thing that I think of today because they had time when their CBA expired write up a new one and argue about semantics and money. The NHL didn't have that. Don't forget the NHL missed a whole season, though. The NHL did not miss the whole season in 2012. No, but in 04, 05, they did. Yeah, they did. And in the 90s, they lost part of a year. Sometimes in the 90s. And it's interesting. Baseball should have won the election from 1995. 1994, 1995, they had a lockout. They lost all the 1994 World Series and started the 1995 season late. But they I was going to say, what well, didn't wasn't there a, like a season at that point, and then they like stopped the season? The players went on strike in 1994. Right, but wasn't That's, there? What, weren't they playing games at that point? Like they were already there, playing. They were already playing games in 1994. I'm saying the last time there was. Real labor fight, like this, in '94, '95. Right. And they lost the back end of '94, That's why there was no World Series. And then they lost a chunk of the '95. Right. The problem is you can't really compare what happened in '95 to what happened in 2022 because the world is not the same as it was in '95. Who won the '95 World Series? What? Who won the '95 World Series? Atlanta, didn't they? Yeah, and that's it, isn't that ironic how the Braves just yeah, won that, last year? Yeah, I was thinking about that when we went into lockout mode. It's interesting because the Braves had a championship right around the time of last lockout. Right. And I believe that, I finally believe that this year, what should have happened last year, give the Braves the first championship in 25 years. 
when they were probably not enough time to put a parade together and sell some world championship here. But after that, go right to the bargaining table. Okay. Because you know what's at stake now. Because we have the experience in 2020. You know what's at stake. So you should have gone right to the bargaining table and gotten with the CPA or at least gotten close to the CPA. So if we had a lockout, it wouldn't be months long. Right. I feel bad for baseball writers because I don't write about baseball now because there's nothing to write. There's, there's no content. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing to write about except you've gotten nowhere. Their first, their first meeting was after Christmas. They didn't go. They didn't even meet to discuss the CBA until after Christmas. Also, think about how behind they are. I mean, there's still teams out there that still need to fill holes in terms of free agency. There's still big name free agents. Yeah, that's, that's another problem. And that's part of the problem with CBA is how much the big stars get paid. Right. And, I mean, there's rumors that Kyle Schwarber could come back, but who knows? Yeah, I don't... I don't know. The most interesting thing that's happened is this winter. New David Ortiz being inducted. Yep. And Barry Bond falling off the ballot. Just a shame. A shame. What, that there's not, that nothing going on is that Barry fell off the map. That Barry is not in the Hall of Fame. It's a shame. Him and Roger Clemens should be in the Hall of Fame. They should have been a long time ago. Best players in Kurt baseball. Kurt Schilling. Kurt Schilling is one who should be in the Hall of Fame. Yep, Schilling, Clemens, Bonds, all should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, here's uh, if he performance in 2004 should be enough to lock him into a Hall of Fame. Yep. What some of the most uh, famous performances in history. Mm-hmm. And yep. You should have absolutely gone to the Hall of Fame this year. I agree with you. So I think that just about wraps it up. We have uh, this is Super Bowl Sunday, but we still have about six hours to big game. It's gonna be a long six hours. Real um, quick, let me get a score prediction from you. Uh, let me think about that for a moment. All right. In the meantime, 31, maybe thirty-one to twenty-seven Bengals. Okay. That's All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go thirty-one seventeen Rams. I think the Rams are just a better team. They have more talent, and I think that they are ready to go. They're at home, basically. And also the coin flip. It's gonna be tails. It's gonna be tails on the coin flip. Oh boy! Oh boy! <laughs> practicing uh, in Las Vegas, do you think? <laughs> no bets, practice. Julian. I'm not a better. But I will say, I do think that it will be a tale. Yeah. I can't remember. Are they having a celebrity do the talk this year? I don't know, honestly. I don't know much about the lineup. Well, I know the halftime show, but that's that's it. I don't even know who's doing the national anthem. I don't know. I don't remember who's doing the national anthem. But if you remember in Super Bowl Fifty One, Bush Bush One tossed the coin, and there was uh, there were other ex quarterback tossed the coin the referee, and that's been typical in the last like ten to twelve years. Right. So, uh, hopefully, we'll end up with another episode at some point soon. Thanks for coming back to season three for those who will watch it. 
course. Do you mind, Joe? Do you mind letting this around in uh, on your Twitter? Sure I know it's been a little while. I know it's been a little while since um, I since we did an episode. See you next time. All right. <laughs>